Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello, my loves. Welcome, welcome to a new juicy episode on the podcast here. Before we get into this delicious conversation all about divine masculinity, toxic masculinity, the red-pilled dudes right now, um, hookup culture, and healing ourselves so we can be in more juicy, loving relationships, This episode is so jam-packed with goodness with my dear guest, Walter. I wanted to connect in and, you know, just talk to you guys, see how you're feeling as we're getting deep into the heart of Venus retrograde. We've just started this ride with the nodes of fate and we have Mercury stationing direct on the 23rd of August. So a lot is happening, a lot is occurring, and just checking in with you guys, you know, if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that I'm headed back across the country to move to what I consider home in my heart in Kelowna, BC. Uh, I leave on the 22nd of August, so literally the day before Mercury goes retrograde, and this is a super auspicious retrograde for me. I'll talk about that in next week's episode, but... You know, I'm preparing for this move back across the country, sort of retrograding myself through Canada and through a journey to heal as I head home. And so I wanted to just remind you guys as I'm going through this process and I'm in this moment that, you know, there's not going to be many, uh, many podcasts coming out, if anything that I have really planned for this potency and this time because I really wanted to take space. So there won't be much content being created. There won't be big conversations. Now, if you're on my mailing list and my newsletter and my community, you're going to get little updates on the energy shifts there. But other than that, you know, it'll just be me sort of experiencing this uh, mini vacation, but I wouldn't call it a vacation because, you know, I'm on a journey home. So knowing that this is a very intense time for me personally, I'm wondering, you know, who else is feeling that? I've checked in with students and clients recently, and everybody seems to be going through uh, their own personal grief process. Now, some people are in a very good place. They're not experiencing that level of grief that I personally have been going through and moving through very beautifully, I will say, in my own life. But a lot of my students and a lot of my clients and mentees are going through deep grief right now, deep grief processes of letting something go or chaotic times in their life or loss or even just the energetic experience of endings. And that could be really really intense. So if you are experiencing anything like that right now, I hope that you're able to take this period as maybe a rest phase and understand that we are under many retrogrades. And yes, we have 
and I've talked about this before, but we do experience a large amount of retrogrades with the outer planets, but you know, we've got Venus in retrograde right now. We've got Mercury about to station Jupiter and Uranus are going to go into retrograde at some point in the next little while. And I just want you to remember to take your time, that everything has a season. And if you're in a moment of having a lot of energy and you feel your output is just so on point and you're on fire, that's so amazing. And I hope you're celebrating that and using it for your highest. But if you're sort of where I'm in or you're in the space that I'm experiencing or similar to it, where you're in a rest period or you're being called to go inward or slow down, or maybe you just don't have all the pieces in place to do what you want to do. Maybe you're not hundred percent clear, or maybe like myself, you're getting very, very clear, but you know, it's not time to implement whatever you're implementing. I hope that you're able to honor your rest season and just be in it as it's messy, good, juicy experience without judgment and without um, too much pressure on yourself. So that's my little rant that I really wanted to open with and let you guys know, you know, I'm not going to be as present over the next couple of weeks into September. I will be opening my books up for readings again. Things are going to look different as of September too. A lot is changing behind the scenes here. And I wanted to just check in with you guys and remind you that we all have our seasons and we're all experiencing very different moments, but whatever you're experiencing, I hope you're taking the time to honor it for what it is. Okay. That's my rant for today. And saying that I'm leading you into a juicy, juicy podcast with one of my favorite guests, Walter Falasia. If you guys have not listened to his episodes uh, previous, I will link them in the show notes. They're really, really potent. And those episodes changed a lot of lives in my community. And today's episode, I think, is something you're going to want to show to all the dudes in your life and, you know, all the women in your life that are struggling with, you know, finding their people, whether it's healing the masculine in their life or, you know, they're just in that world of meeting new guys, meeting, you know, finding their partner and they're being met with possibly toxic masculinity or just shitty, (laughs) shitty energy from unhealed people. This conversation is really juicy and it kind of will illuminate how men and us as women can uh, help our men to create a more, what is the word? A more um, healed experience together in partnership. So a lot of relationship talk today, a lot of healing that divine masculine energy and stepping into uh, sacred power. This is going to be a really juicy conversation. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say, all your processes that come through. And as usual, please, if you feel called, share this podcast with someone you know needs to listen to it. Share it on social media. You don't know what it means to me to have you guys share my content. It helps me do this work. A big realization for me recently that one of my mentors, Natalia Benson, had me break through last night in a session was I get to do this work 
because you guys are here listening to my content, sharing my content, helping me do this work. And if it wasn't for you guys sharing my content and, you know, supporting me the way you do, I wouldn't be able to do this work. I would have to be doing, you know, a full-time job and I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And please keep sharing. It means the world to me so I can keep doing this work and keep supporting myself financially by doing the sacred work and sharing it with you. So thank you. Thank you. Here we go. Today, I have one of your favorite people back on the show, guys. I know uh, these are some of the highest listened to episodes, so he's back for you all. Walter, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Vika. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, I like literally, I think it was last year when I started, I did like a ranking of the highest viewed podcasts last year. And cause we had the two, I think one of them maybe was the year before. And then one of them was last year. I don't know how it all worked out, but yeah. your two were like in the highest indulged podcast. I think I got the most messages from yours. I, they're still talked about. People are still like, you know, that podcast you did with the guy about tantra and sex and relationships. And I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So <laughs> I'm so excited to go wherever the hell we go today, because clearly the listeners love what you have to bring to the table, which is very different than everything else. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I do. I, I love the platform to share with all these people. So I do appreciate that. Yeah. And I think you had like a ton of people reach out after our, at least our first episode that were just in that relationship crisis mode. Yeah. And again, it's so common because like, I, I just see so many people who actually just really love each other, but just don't know how to love each other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it was nice for a lot of them to reach out. And what people don't understand about that too, is like, uh, they think they're reaching out and I tell people it doesn't mean necessarily it's going to work out. That's the other thing they don't get. Like, I know they want that result, but doing a little bit of coaching, understanding how things work might actually lead you apart, which is scary for some people. Mm -hmm. But the point is to learn what actually creates a good relationship and to create it with the right person for you, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And so anyone that's listening, if you haven't listened to at least the first episode with Walter, I'll post both of them in the show notes for you guys. But if you haven't listened to the first episode, it was all about, you know, relationships and uh, the axis of, you know, the divine masculine and feminine and uh, really went into, you know, how women want to grow, men want to stay comfortable. And like, we have just different energies and uh, the polarity of relationships. And it was really potent for me, because when we had that talk, I was in, you know, it was pre Josh and I separating and then coming back together. It um, it activated a lot within me. I actually think we had that talk during a Venus retrograde as well. So mm -hmm. it was a very potent time for me. And that it did lead to separation for Josh and I, you know, like for those of you listening, very vulnerable, but Josh and I worked with Walter. We did our sessions with Walter. Um, and one of the things I love that you brought to the table was like uh, our goals, right? And so Josh and I would write our goals down and they were the exact same goals. And you'd be like, I don't know what the problem is, guys. Like you'd sit there and you'd be like, on paper, the two of you are perfect. You were like, I, I don't know what to do. It might just be over. And yeah. It was and then it wasn't. But we like I loved going through that with you because we like sat there and we're like, so what's the fucking problem? Mm -hmm. Which forces you to go down the, a deeper rabbit hole. 
Yeah. Like when we talk about goals, like every, most people talk about the superficial stuff. Like we want to buy a house here. We want to pay it off here. We want to have kids or no kids. We want to travel, which is nice. Obviously that should be a part of it. But it's like, what kind of relationship do you desire? What's it look like? And define it. And as you go down that rabbit hole, you're like, okay, we're on the same page here. Then what's off? Then you go even further, deeper into it, right? Where it's like the average person's like, you know, I've, and I'm not dissing other people who, who coach or do therapy, but a lot of it's like, oh, what do you think? And what do you think? And it's like this prolonged conversation that doesn't need to be had, to be honest. I think I get down to the nitty gritty. Let's figure this out and then let's get done, get it done. Typical Scorpio. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get yeah, down totally. to the roots. Let's get to the base of this. So 100%. It's just so powerful. And, you know, I'm so grateful that Josh and I got to do that with you, even though we had that moment of separation, like it had to happen and you helped us find a lot of clarity, at least me, you know, I was the one that, that left and chose to leave the relationship for the six months hiatus. But for me, it brought a, cl- a lot of clarity to the fact that like, I didn't know what wasn't working, but I knew something wasn't working until I let myself go through the process of like dying and decaying and doing very scorpionic things. And then, then I came back to myself realizing like I was the fucking problem the whole time. You know, he had his shit. He has his shit. He's human, but I was the problem in my reasons for leaving. And you were a big catalyst in seeing that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. You know what? And I am so appreciative to hear stuff like that. And uh, the fact that people allow me to help them in such vulnerable yeah. uh, spaces and being sharing such like deep, intimate uh, details, uh, it, it's a blessing for me. And again, that's my purpose on this planet. So thank you and Love anybody that. else who I have helped, right? So. Mm-hmm. And those you will continue to help and those yes. listening right now being like, help, help me. And we're recording this again in a Venus retrograde. I'm going to post this in a Venus retrograde again. So clearly there's a theme here of relationship <laughs> work, self-work, love, love work, inner, inner work. And that's what it all comes down to. So, okay. Your work, I love that it is so focused on the masculine and, and like, obviously your clients are of all like, both feminine and masculine, but, you know, part of your, I think, what is your sacred work is, um, healing the divine masculine, reactivating the divine masculine, like bringing it back in a healthy way. And so before we hopped on everyone, we were just chatting about like, what the hell do we want to talk about? Cause like, if y'all know anything about me, I don't plan my podcast. We just go (laughs) where we go. And you, you brought up, um, talking about, you know, the red pill masculine energy. So I want you to just, I want you to tangent, go where you go and let's see where we end up today. Yeah. So for me, it's like how I view this whole red pill, uh, red pill movement. It's similar to feminism, right? Like how feminism started was actually good. It's like, yeah, of course we want women to be educated and have their own choices and be able to do what they desire. I have no problem with any of that. It's great. But what it became is like, I hate men. I yep. don't need anybody else, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the red pill has become the, like the, the pendulum has swung the other way now, right? It's a hard extreme swing one way. Now it's the other way. And now it's these men are like, yeah, F women and this and that, nah, nah, bitches and hoes and all this crazy crap. Okay. So it's like, and what it was starting with was to empower, re-empower men. Okay. The idea, the problem with the thinking here is like, we're, we're still creating a this versus this, 
And that's not how the universe is created. The, the law of gender, like masculine and feminine, you need both within you and we need both on this planet. Mm -hmm. okay? That's just how it works. It's just balance. And like <laughs> that's, that's what it is. And the problem how we're thinking is just too extreme one or the other, and it's creating divide. So now what started to be good is not so good. Where does it go wrong? Actually, let's talk about what, what, what's good. So what I love is a lot of things I even teach. It's like, okay, you need to have that self-confidence. You have to build yourself up, right? And in my program, I talk a lot about um, the physical. I break it up in physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So on the physical plane, we talk about like, you know, obviously what are signs and symptoms of low testosterone. We talk about uh, possible causes. Then we get into how to raise it, right? Like the working out, the macro ratios, the, uh, the type of food you eat, the supplementation, you know, you know, sleep, uh, you know, the type of alcohols to drink or to avoid. Like I get into everything like on a physical plane. Okay, great. And then it's like, you know, when you hear these guys speak and they're like, yeah, like work, go, you know, make lots of money. I agree with all that stuff. Be the best version of you. But the problem is, it's like it gets to a point where they want you to be the best version of you and lo but losing in touch with your emotions. Okay, losing the uh, the emotional capability to like understand something, deal with it, and then implement something. To them, it's just bury it, ground it. Who cares? Push through. And this is where it leads men to trouble because they make bad decisions, or they get physically ill, or eventually they explode. I see it over and over and over again. And especially the illness. This is why I think a lot of men die before women. They don't deal with it. They don't talk to anybody. Um, and um, what happens is it's, it gets pent up where? Heart chakra. Yeah. And what happens? Most men die of heart attacks. Okay. So true. So, right? So it's like, why? Because they have no one to talk to. Now, on the flip side of this, too, like um, I had this discussion with a woman. And I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I'll talk about it again, where a lot of women think they want their men to open up. Right. And they'll be like, oh, uh, you know, I want my mental open up of those emotions. And and the same person shared uh, the video, this video of this man just pouring his heart out to his woman. It was, and it was beautiful. It was. It was like, but I, I was trying to say what I explained to her. I was like, if this woman is not on a higher vibration, like she has not done the work, her subconscious, the animal part of her is like, I can't trust this man. He's weak. And I'll put her in a fear state and she'll start to look elsewhere for other alpha men because she will not think that man can lead. Mm. Now, women will argue with me like, no, I want my man to open up. And I'm like, that is not true. Mm. And what I think would be the pro appropriate way, how I coach my guys is like, okay, let's say you had a rough day. Cool. You kind of think about it, analyze it. And then when you come home to your girlfriend or wife and be like, that honey, I had a, had a rough day today. She's like, oh, what, what's wrong? Uh, you know, this, 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 and that you explain, but then you're like, you know what, this is what I learned. This is what I, I'm, I'm, I need to think about what I'm going to do next. And this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Now she replies. Okay, cool. What happened there? She, as the woman you're seeing, he's emotionally intelligent, but he's still in control. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And he, he's, uh, he trusts you because he's sharing his emotions, but he's, he has ideas of where he wants to go. So he's still in his masculine. He's still leading, but he also respects your opinion. That's why he's asking you. Mm, that's, so he's problem okay. solving. And yeah, yeah. 
which is very masculine, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So now what happens is because men are very literal creatures, what you tell them, they'll do it exact. Okay. <laughs> oh, I want you to open up your feelings to me. Like I feel like you just hold everything in. So the guy hears, I'm like, cool. Now he shares every fucking thing he thinks. Oh, I'm sad today because this, and I'm sad because this. Now, what happens? He starts to communicate like another woman. Mm. Now he becomes your girlfriend. And now you're turned off. And you become the emotional rock. You have to be in your masculine. And you don't want to be that because that's not your natural state. Right. Okay. So I see this over and over. And women will argue with me. And I'm sure whoever you're going to listen to this might even not like what I'm saying. And you're allowed to not like it, guys. Like you're allowed to have your own opinion. Absolutely. Okay? But subconsciously, the animal part of you as a woman will think that exactly. Mm. Okay. So some of the red pill stuff will go over some of that stuff. Where they go wrong, okay, is basically they're saying, again, push your emotions down. Uh, be the best man you could be collect as many women as you can they treat them as like an object okay it's kind of like the new ferrari you want to get cool they're humans they're missing the human connection part and it's like you want to have multiple partners i'm okay with that just be honest okay just be like hey man i i'm the type of guy that needs four women okay but build yourself up to be that man and be honest there's no cheating there's no behind the back stuff and if women are like you know what i want to be with this guy no matter what i honor that too Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter good or anything. It just is, but there's honesty. Now, a lot of the men that bring this up and start talking like this have no means and have not built themselves up to be this type of person. Like I had one guy say, oh, like I asked him, what kind of woman do you want? He's like, well, I don't want a gold digger. Again, you shouldn't focus on what you don't want. Number one, right. number two, you're not even in the realm of worrying about gold diggers. There's nothing to dig for. There's nothing to dig for. So it's like, you even thinking about that makes no sense. Well, what's happening? They're watching these videos. They hear all these things and they hear the Andrew Tates and these, all these type of guys, which again, some of the things they're saying are good, but it's been pushed so hard to, it's like, oh, us against women. And that's not good. Again, you're doing the opposite of what this was supposed to be. Build yourself up as a man so you can lead, right? The people around you, whether it's yeah. your fellow man, whether it's your partner, man or woman, doesn't even matter if you're the masculine in the relationship and lead, do what you're supposed to do. lead, protect, provide. Okay. Mm. That's what you're supposed to do. Does that hurt people's feelings? Maybe it doesn't matter. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. it has nothing with feelings. That's just what it is. Yeah. So where the red pill goes wrong is they're eliminating, they're treating women like dirt, like, Oh, F this. And you should go out and do whatever you want. As long as you have the money. And again, you're making it focus on just the physical right where it's important but it's not everything yeah who do you become as the man are you wealthy in here are you wealthy in your heart right are you building yourself up yeah right? and like i've said i think probably in the previous video when we're talking about couple stuff one of the major issues i see like because there's pillars right like um the foundation of every good relationship to me is you're attracted to each other uh you have a great connection because you can't fake that and you fall in love promise people think you can live from that and you can't okay? mm, first growing <laughs> yeah right and the first pillar is um uh, personal development okay yeah the common issue i see in today's world especially with so much information out there is that either nobody's doing it which is not good or it's the woman and if it's the woman guess what happens she outgrows the man mm -hmm. women are natural hypergamous they want men at their level or higher mm -hmm. and this is where i see a lot of relationships struggle so I tell the guys, if it's going to be one, at least the, it should be both of them or the man. 
because he needs to lead. But if the men don't want to grow, then then they wonder why they're stuck alone mm-hmm. and women don't want them. Mm-hmm. This is a big issue. But then they hear this red pill stuff where it feeds their mind like, oh, they're the enemy and I'm the man. And, you know, I'm an, like, I remember someone shared a, a guy's Tinder profile. I was in tears laughing because he put down like, I'm an alpha male. So, so if you have to tell people you're an alpha male, you're not. You're not. <laughs> Instantly, you're not okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even need to read the rest of it, but I, I just wanted to. I was interested. Yeah, like, I want a conservative woman who's this, that, that, and knows that I'm gonna lead. And like, it was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever read in my life. And if anything, I'm embarrassed for this guy. So it's like, okay, this guy is straight up hardcore red pilled, and, and it's not good. And if you listen to some of these guys, like, uh, Let's see, fresh and fit. They're, they're, you know, and they, what they share, a lot of information is actually good. I get what they're saying. But it, if you listen to how they speak, it comes from such anger. Mm. So I almost feel like these guys got rejected probably when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they have such anger to be like, I'm going to show you I'm the man. Yeah. And build themselves up, which that part's good. But they haven't healed within. So they're, they're playing all this game. They understand, you know, what they have to do. They understand a woman's mind. They, ha- they understand how to acquire women and wealth and all that stuff, but they haven't conquered themselves. Mm-hmm. That anger is still there. And mm-hmm. you hear it in their voice. Mm-hmm. And when they describe anything, oh, you got to be this and you're this. And, and it's like this hurt little boy still who got rejected in school or high school, whatever. That's all I hear. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It makes me think about like that. You mentioned the feminism thing. Like it's the overcompensation and attempt at protection. Now I get why a lot of men want or feel like they need to maybe step in there because the world has begun to hate men. Like, um, it's like, if you're a white man, God help you at this point, right? You're, you don't get a job. You don't get anything because you're a white man. Um, so I understand the desire to step into your power, quote unquote. power Um, because there is wounding right there's fear and it's the same as like feminism started with well god damn it we want to be equal and turned into uh now we still don't feel equal and we hate anybody who's oppressing us which is men so that I i feel like that ripple um has taken hurt people and created uh, maybe something toxic. Now there's so many movements of these like amazing men, you know, that are creating these like brotherhood um, retreats and circles where they, you know, wrestle and they scream and they like drum it out. And like, they're yeah. like, like, I swear, they're just going back to the Greek times of like, you know, being masculine in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And then it, there is the areas where it's going to, yeah, it's like, hurt people are leading the movements and it's always this way right like if you think about who ends up being the gurus or the cult leaders it's always very very hurt toxic people um telling the world how it should be and so it's interesting to see that like femininity fought so deeply for one thing and it actually created a different monster in its own hatred yeah i totally agree with that and and, and again it's like it's funny again the intentions are good i do see the intentions yeah. yeah. it, just, it just goes off the rails at some point always yeah and it's right so, with everything yeah and it's so weird that it happens like that but I, I don't know why but it just does so it's like and maybe you're right because i think part of it is like it starts from a person who's hurt yeah. if that person hasn't fully healed 
-hmm. they will steer off the, the rails for sure. Mm -hmm. So I do, yeah. I do see that for sure. So that, that's and if they're, sorry, I was just saying, if they're karmically designed to like be a leader, because, you know, I look up for charts every day, people are designed to be leaders, but a hurt person can take that leadership role and do whatever the fuck they want with it, yeah. right? It can be, I was, you know, destined to be a leader of empowerment, big Leo signature or something like your Leo moon, my Leo energy, but that Leo energy could be taken in a hurt soul, in a uh, person who doesn't want to grow and heal. And it could be, it could turn into like Hitler stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because sure. there is the potential for both polarity exists, right? You can go down any path. And so the leaders that have the natural charisma and ability and desire to be in the limelight and share their message and all these things coming from a hurt place are going to share their hurt with the world. Yeah, I can totally see that. That makes total sense. Yeah. And it's like, when you have that natural ability given to you and you don't steer it the right way, or you don't even know you have the ability, you just lead and you just don't even yeah. know you're doing the wrong path it, it's it's a scary thing because if people are there's a lot of people on this planet eight billion people so eight billion people are following the wrong person it's not good yeah i mean we've seen it we see it right now we saw it over the last three years it yeah. the majority of people are not thinking for themselves um have calcified pineal glands don't have the ability to see past um what is really base consciousness, right? Is past the physical, past survival, past fear, past money, past anything like that. And so a leader comes along for these, these men who are hurt and goes beat on your chest and hate women. And they go, Oh, there's the answer to all my problems. Beat on my chest and hate women. Yeah. And same I for you, women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And same the other way around. So yeah. especially in this digital age, um, you can have a lot of people in I have seen it over and over as well. If you present well, even if the information's shit, okay, people will follow. So if this guy could have rented a Lamborghini, had nice shades, nice fresh cut and shave and nice clothes, he looks the part. He might have good looking women around him. Like he just plays the part. Young guy, not even just younger guys, every guy's gonna be like, man, I wish I could be that guy. Mm -hmm. it's just it plays in the male fantasy okay mm -hmm. yeah especially the one that's been so programmed since like i don't know i'd say 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s like you get that lamborghini the red ferrari the lamborghini the sunglasses like the big shot job and the tons of women job. yeah right that's been so i mean if you think about it that's been you know pounded into people's brains since at least the 50s for sure so it's like and it makes me laugh because if you ever had the capability to experience some of these things or you've met people who have you if you ever get to talk to them on a deeper level which i'm lucky enough to uh you see how empty a lot of it is yeah so they think okay i got like and you think man millions of dollars you think man this guy's a g and he's one of the most unhappy people because he hasn't put the work in here and here his mind mm -hmm. and his heart mm-hmm right and other things he cares about and I, and I love that they're driven I love like I don't want them to lose that but it's yeah. like put the drive in something different mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. how much more money can you make or it's like um you know like they're they're going after this lifestyle and they go after it and then they figure out like wow like do these people even like me like sure you have 20 women around you but they actually like you or do they like your money or your status yeah literally what they they're they're getting something from you right the, the relationships that are typically cultivated from the space are not 
of substance. They're not the relationships that heal you or um, soothe you. And I mean, I always am like, okay, well, that's your karmic contract and you're, that's the shit you're trying to sort out. But also the opportunity to grow. I mean, I, I know every single one of these men have the karmic contract to grow here on earth. They just choose to stay in the karmic wheel. Right. And uh, like an example of a guy, great guy. It's like, you know, again, I talk about goals a lot. I'm like, hey, what's your goal? And he's like, well, I want to make a lot of money and do this and support my family. I'm like, no, your goal is to be famous. Because he was so obsessed with like getting attention. Mm-hmm. And the problem is where he's falling, uh, where he's failing at this point is because he's so obsessed with what people think of him. That he doesn't actually have the self-love uh, for himself because he's so needy of other people's attention. And because he's doing that, it's veering him off from what he told me he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He wants to you know, be focused and make money and support family and create a family and do all that stuff. But now he's getting caught up in the spotlight and attention and it's getting him into things that will get him in trouble. Mm-hmm. We talk about that stuff in, in the Men of Vitality program because it's kind of like, yeah, I talk about physical stuff a lot, but the testosterone stuff, the reason I talk about that is because men are very stuck in the physical realm, right? But when I get them in, right? Then we go a little deeper and they're like, shit, I got to talk about this now. <laughs> like they have nowhere to go. So they have to do it. Right. And they laugh about it and they're good sports about it. But the reality is when you have lower testosterone, you're easier to manipulate. And mm. we saw what happened in the past couple. What, two, mm. three. Yeah. And testosterone. I mean, they're saying that testosterone could just be gone basically in the next like 20 years because of how low it's getting. That's right. So you can see that. And it's mm-hmm. like, and why? I think part of it's a plan to like control yeah. society, right? So, 100%. so it's easier to control society with weak men. Absolutely. They're the, they're the, they're the gate. That's right. Right. They're the gate and everything behind them falls when they fall. That's right. So men don't realize this. And the reason why is because especially in North America, we're very comfortable. You don't have to hunt for your food. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have to farm even like, mm-hmm. yeah. so, and you don't have to fight and protect for the most part. Yeah. So you don't care if you're in shape. You don't care if your mindset strong. You don't care about anything. As long as you show up to a, a job, get your wage, go home, watch your TV, drink your beer. It's that you're fine. And there's nothing wrong with it. If that's what you like. Mm-hmm. My issue is what happens is you stop growing yeah. and that's, you don't even give your body a reason to make testosterone. Literally. And this is why people are so depressed men, especially like, I mean, what do they say that more men commit suicide than women? I know that's a a fact. And okay. And like you wonder why it's because men are designed to do. Yeah. And none of them are doing anything, but things that drain, um, and, and, destroy them honestly because there's no passion there's no drive there's no um, exertion there's no nowhere to channel all of the natural essence that a man has and is supposed to use and so they just become shells and we see it everywhere think about this a lot when i see the amount of hair loss that's happening i'm sorry but like whoever's out there being like men losing their hair is normal it's not normal it's not fucking normal and there's so many people out there being, oh, it's completely normal. It's genetic. It's probably genetic because something went wrong in like an ancestor, right? Like there's, there's an imbalance and the frequency imbalance of energy toxin, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. Men are not supposed to lose their hair. Why are so many men losing their hair? Like, this is something I think about all the time. 
Yeah. So a lot of that has to do with the DHT, which has to do with testosterone, but it's also the, the chemicals we're taking in. Because wow. like, I had a client, he's Hungarian background, and he moved. he's moved here at least 10 years or more. And out of his family, he's got two brothers and a, and a father. There's two brothers back home, his dad, who's older, obviously, full head of hair, normal. Mm -hmm. Here, he's lost all his hair. He's gained all this weight. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's not adding up here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, if you look at, you know, I'm going to talk about the North American perspective because I don't live anywhere else, right? So it's kind of like the air we're breathing, right? The chemtrails, all that type of stuff, and oh. more pollutants that are out there. Yeah. You know, tap water, all this Food, stuff. everything. Estrogen in the water. Everything in the water. Yeah, everything in the water. Okay, so put this all together, and it's like you're going to have a sick person. Oh. person's just dwindling down, right? And you just see it. And then people are so numb in their mind, but they're just, as long as they're able to do the basics, I'm telling you, and we saw that in the past three years. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you let this person just make a wage yeah, right, and you let them, you know, make sure they have food on their table, roof over their head, you know, and they're entertained. You just have to keep them entertained. Yeah. What is the the quote? Um, give them food and give them sport or something like that. It's from like ancient Rome. Yes. Uh, and then they won't revolt. They won't revolt. And it's the truth. Okay. It's just now we're doing it not just in a stadium. It's like it's worldwide because it's television. Okay. Yeah. Or social Literally. Media. Right. So it's like, OK, if these people can just scroll through their phones or watch a TV, yeah. we'll do whatever we fucking want. Yeah. And they don't even have to pump good content out anymore. Oh, they stopped no. making good movies. They stopped making like the only movies I can stand are from the 90s or the early 2000s. They've no. stopped making anything worth our attention. And we majority of people are still plugged in that's all they talk about have you noticed this as well whenever you talk to people who um aren't in our world and aren't you know trying at least to wake up and do the best they can all they want to talk about is the tv shows they watch oh did yes. you watch this new show oh this new show and i'm i literally my brain just like flat lines yeah, yeah. I, I say it all the time i'm like yeah i don't really watch tv and they're like really because they'll talk about like a star and i'm like i don't even know what that is I, <laughs> really? And I was like, they're like, well, what'd you do yesterday? I was like, well, I read a book. I went for a walk. I did a meditation. And they're like, really? Isn't that boring? I'm like, no, I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Learned so much, expanded so much, felt good afterwards, slept exactly. well afterward. Exactly. So it's like, I, I feel like, you know, I tell people, if you are living like the average person, you're not living. Right. you're not doing the right things i'll tell you that right now because you're most likely watching too much tv too much screen time you're eating shitty food you don't exercise yeah. uh, you're talking mad shit about yourself and other people in your mind you have negative thoughts yeah. you probably hate your life yeah. your body's dwindling and getting sick you're not taking care of your true home which is your body mm -hmm. and you have zero control of your mind it's yeah. which is great chaos in your life yeah your relationships probably suck yeah. and like okay because you're European you're were you born here or I was born here, but you're born here. okay but like when you go over to Portugal and you go to Europe and stuff like okay so something I notice when I walk around here is you know Josh and I'll walk around and we'll be like everyone looks so fucking sick everyone looks so sick you know whether yeah. they're um this that or the other thing everyone looks sick and you know the face like it's sunken in eyes sunken in skins you know not lively glowing like I'm like everyone looks so sick and when you're in europe do you notice that 
like, do you walk around and think that, or does everyone kind of have like a vitality to them? Yeah. When I'm in Europe, I find there's a couple of things. One is they are more lively, but I also, I find they're more chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Everything's more slow. And, uh, and I, what I love about them, they still live life. They actually want to do things. Yeah, they don't want to work to live. That's right. And, and they, uh, I love that they savor their food. I love that they savor the connection between their family or their significant other. Like, and I've said this probably before too. It's like, I remember being in Barcelona and I'm walking downtown. I was on my own and uh, I see this guy holding his girlfriend's hand or wife or whatever she was. And again, one of the things I see here is I don't know if people are dating. I don't know if they're brother and sister. I don't know if they're cousins. Like, I don't even know what's going on there because it's so blah. Okay. And here it's like, this guy is like so proud. He's with this beautiful girl and he's kind of takes her to this little alleyway thing. He starts making out with her. Okay. It wasn't gross about it. It was just like, he just wanted her so bad. I'm like, yeah, it's my fucking boy. Okay. That's what you fucking do. You show people that's my woman. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they walk out and he pulls her and like, let's go. And she was just like, like so happy. (laughs) It felt so good. There's no question who that woman is to this man. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. We're here. There's no, there's no zest for life. There's no passion for your food. There's no passion for your your significant other or your friends or your it's just like there's things to do it's the next thing i gotta eat done yeah 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 we gotta do this meeting cool let's okay we'll get my next thing let's go Mm. it's too much and then like we're we're malnourished physically oh yeah we're even malnourished mentally oh yeah oh yeah we're like i feel like it's just we are shoveled the exact same thing mentally as we are physically like junk food junk media and as you were saying that I was like thinking about like you were talking about almost like a vibrance in European cultures and I would say a lot of other cultures in the world there's a vibrance and North America I was just thinking about how like the trend in color for cars right now have you noticed this and and I like these the, the colors going on but they're very muted pastels so like beiges and like gray like gray blues that are very like muted they're not shiny anymore they're not bright they're not flashy um as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about like Europe as these like flashy cars, flashy colors, flashy, you know, bright, vibrant food is flashy, food is colorful. And then everything here is kind of like that monotone. Even if you think about everyone's houses now, they've all got the gray vinyl and the this and everything's muted, monotone. The vehicles now are muted, monotone. Our food is only, you know, everyone's just meal prepping and everything is like, organized so that you can get through it fast you know you don't have to take the time to cook a meal and I'm just thinking about the energy of the two spaces and one is like oatmeal like plain oatmeal yeah it doesn't even have brown sugar on it it's just like crap and it's just oatmeal nobody wants that that was what they fed the prisoners and then I'm thinking about Europe as like a a jambalaya or something like that, where it's just like, or like, what is it called in uh, Spanish? Uh, Paella. Like it's like a big colorful paella over there. And it's meant to be enjoyed together. That oatmeal, like you sit in your prison cell and you eat it alone, like a beige blob. I totally agree with that. And like, even think of the architecture. Yeah. Go to Europe and you see these beautiful castles and cathedrals. And do you know what I mean? Like, 
beautiful. And then it's like, you come here, especially more modern stuff. Like mm-hmm. you go downtown Hamilton, it's like, they have some beautiful buildings. Sound, or, oh my God, the old buildings? Yeah the, yeah, the old buildings, like the stone, it's gorgeous. Okay? They give me chills. Yeah, stunning. But it's like, there's just not enough of that. Now it's like, everything new is like blah. It's like, the box. Dun, 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 dun. It's mm-hmm. like how quick can more. we put this up? Yeah, right. And it's like, okay, well, guess what? When you take away the beauty of architecture, you make the mental part of humans just blah too. Mm, So true. It's so So if you're in Italy and you see this gorgeous basilica and all this stuff, and it's like, wow, it actually inspires you. Mm -hmm. Like, especially men and women, but like men, men get inspired by beauty, whether it's architecture, whether it's fashion, whether it's beauty of a woman. Yeah. That ignites us as a man right? Because if it was just all men, it would be, if it was everything was masculine, it'd be all square too. <laughs> so true. Like, like that's, that's how we're built. We're squares yeah, and we're just yeah. like, you know, where like, if you see the architecture in Europe, so beautiful and nice, like that's inspiring for all of us. Yeah. But from a man's perspective, it's like the beauty of a woman, the beauty of architecture, beauty of a, uh, a car, like a nice Ferrari, whatever. You can inspire and see that, wow, that inspires me, mm-hmm. which is beautiful and that ignites the man, right? So, and for women too, it's like, you see other women that are beautiful, you're inspired by other women yeah. or like how nice their clothes are, or how, like the architecture and or nature itself. And you're like, wow, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A lot of that's inspiring, but like when we're creating, we're not even creating anything. It's just blah. Just blah. And just it's not. No. And I think like, I hope, I hope people will start to change that. Um, oh my goodness. So, Okay. We veered off, but I love where we yeah, went. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. So I love it. So you were also talking about like narcissism, which I think is a really good term when we're just thinking about the like not even the di- divine masculine. When we're thinking about the imbalanced masculine, now and I'm not saying that just men are narcissistic because my no. goodness, that is not the the route. But mm-hmm. let's talk to like the the conversation of like narcissism for and where where you want to go with that. Yeah, so like I feel like that's a word you hear very commonly now. It's becoming it's, so common. Yeah, it's just like just jargon that gets thrown out there. So yep. technically, uh, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't like tell someone they're a narcissist, right? But I think for the most part, you can tell behavior behaviors that match narcissists, you know, narcissists, right? Yep. So I look at it like this. If you look, majority of people are becoming more narcissistic as time goes on. Why do I think that? I think that because... If you look at how people are raised in more modern time, they're raised in a way where it's like, okay, helicopter parents watching every little thing they do. Okay. And if the teacher tries to discipline them, the, the parents all over them, or the people above the, that teacher will shit down on them too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that kid thinks, well, I can get away with anything. I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay? I must be super special if, That's right. if there's I'm, no consequences. Very good. No consequence, no repercussion. Cool. Yeah. Then you you get to make the team even though you suck. Mm-hmm. You win an award or a trophy even though you didn't win. Uh, you pass the grade even though you don't deserve to pass. You didn't do the work. Okay, this would be the number one thing I see. Number two is um, what you would call it uh, technology. So technology, we're in a state where it's like back in the day. Uh, so I'm 43. So when I went to school, we didn't have computers and any of that stuff. Mm-mm. It was like, you're going to a library and you had to do a book assignment. You had to get like encyclopedias and books and newspapers. Yep. You actually do the work to research, right? Where now it's like literally you can get artificial intelligence, make you uh, an essay about World War II, 
from the perspective of Hitler and you're done. Yeah. It takes you 30 seconds. Okay. Literally. Right. So now when you live in that world and that's all you've known, so probably kids from 2000 and on who lived in this world of technology don't know anything else besides that. Mm -hmm. So guess what? They're used to that. So now we're in a generation where it's like, I want information it's on my fingertips. I want food or my groceries. It's sent to me. I want to date somebody. I'll swipe right. Boom. Get that person there at my house. Like yeah. this is the world that we're in now. Okay. So when you're in that world, guess what? It's very hard for you to understand no and don't. Right. And then the other one I would say is actually how people teach manifestation and mindfulness. Okay. okay. So a lot of these mindfulness gurus will tell you, you could have anything you want and you could be anything you want and you should have what you want. Okay. The problem with that type of thinking is yes, you should work on you and you got to work on your internal world and you should connect to what you desire. Okay. But you need to evaluate what you desire and why you want it. Right. Right. So when you desire something, my thing is this, um, these are some questions I ask. Do you know what you want? Majority of people don't know. Mm -hmm. Is it what you want or is it what you're told you want? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is it what you want or is it all you think you can get? Mm -hmm. Some people play small. Yeah. Uh, do you believe you can get it? Do you believe you deserve it? <laughs> why do you want it? Because your wife's got to be strong enough to do it. Who's the person you need to become to get it? Okay. Are you willing to become that person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. These are things I think about constantly. And I like, I have this like archetype of me that I'm always trying, like not even trying, I'm always stepping further into, um, mm -hmm. because that I saw on TikTok a while ago, uh, this girl was like, create a, what did she call it? Um, like basically like a persona of yourself, alternate ego of yourself, alter ego, that's the word. And, you know, decide what she wears, how she shows up, how she feels, what does she want? What, what job is she doing? Like, you know, you create this alter ego. And then she was like, and then, you know, step further into her every single day. So every choice you make, you're like, would she do this? And if she wouldn't, you don't do it. And that's 98% of the people, not even, I'm not going to say 98% of the people listening to this, but maybe even that will not do that. Agreed. Cause they like, won't make that choice. Yeah. So first of all, they don't even know who that person is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Because they don't even right. know what that is. They can't which is okay. As long okay. as. You're not, yes. You're not a bad you, person. Yeah. If you, if you are that person listening, like it's okay if you don't know it yet, time to get to work, time, time to like, you know, connect in. Um, and then outside of the people listening, 98, 99% of those people will never even question it. Oh, this doesn't even, this conversation wouldn't even cross their mind. No. Uh, the other question you got to ask too is like is it for the greater good mm, that's a big one okay, like, so let me give an example yeah so let's say i'll give you a couple examples let's say a client desires to make more money okay guess what it's for the greater good why because they're going to probably do something they're passionate about yeah. so it fulfills their purpose they're going to help people with the service or product yeah okay? and then it's going to allow their consciousness to expand and grow yeah Right. So we're talking on a deeper level, not on a superficial level. They'll make more money. If they make more money, guess what? They're going to come and maybe get a reading from you and maybe yeah. get some coaching from me and then go get their hair done with McGenna over here. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They're going to go to the restaurant, tip that waiter or waitress. Mm -hmm. 
the wealth will spread. It's we're yep. the greater good. Oh yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Every time I like level up, I get to level up other people. And that's like the magic. That's right. So that when you think about your goal, that means, okay, you're helping others too. So it is for the greater good. Now let's say this person uh, desires to make more money, but they want to do say drug dealing or trafficking people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause this happens. Cool. Is that a good idea? No. Is that for the greater good? No. So then it's not good. Don't do it. Okay. Another example, client want, uh, desires a partner. Um, and I, I say to people, if you're single, you desire uh, a partner, define the type of man or woman you want Define the type of relationship you desire, you know, et cetera. Don't make it specific. No. Unless you're in a relationship already and you want to make it specific, that's fine with me. I don't care about that. Don't make it specific when you're a single person because you can't make somebody love you. Right. No. Right. Right? You just can't. And you don't want to. Like you want it to be neutral. No, it should be like this. It should just happen. I say this. A lot of my clients will ask, you know, how um, when we're like looking at their charts, they'll be like, can you tell me anything about relationships? Or is there someone coming in or blah, blah, blah. Do you see anything about like that partner for me? And I'm always just like, I could tell you that maybe I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you who would fulfill you based on what I see in the chart. And yeah. from there, I always, I always tell them about how I manifested Josh. And I had just started reading the law of attraction by uh, like the Abraham Hicks books. It was their, their series. It was about, I don't know, half, maybe like maybe three, four five chapters in. And I started seeing the shadowy figure that mm-hmm. I would, it was just a shadow and I would put my words to it. So I tell all my clients this, I'm like, picture this shadow. It's can be male, it can be female. It doesn't even have to have a gender. If you don't want it to, it's just a blob. And yeah. you put the energy to it. For me, it was like, I wanted someone I could build my life with. I wanted, um, I wanted mutual respect. I wanted communication. I wanted passion. I wanted my best friend, right? I wanted someone that was going to build this beautiful life with that was going to be solid and strong. And I shit you not two weeks later, he walked into my life. And on our first date, I looked at him and I was like, I'm done. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. He was this blob, right? He was just this shadowy figure that I was like, I can't put a name. Like I I was reading this being like, it can't be anything, um, but this shadow. Yeah. Right. And like, and it's so funny because when you dive deeper into that, you could feel it. You just know it's a knowing, right? Yeah. Um, one of the, sorry, one of the other stories that I want to go further. So if you can't pick the right person or a specific person, the specific client was like, yeah, okay, well, I want this guy no matter what. Here's the problem. He was with somebody with a family. So do you want to break a family up? Right. Is that for the greater good? This is what no. you have to ask, mm-hmm. right? But these mm-hmm. people are like, no, you should go for whatever you want. It's, if that's what's meant for you, right. which creates narcissistic type behavior. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. like people need to be aware of these three things because it is affecting everyone to a degree. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if it was meant for you, like, you know, anyone listening that has those moments where, you know, you might be interested or loving someone that isn't showing up for you. Um, and it maybe isn't everything you've wanted. They, you know, you want them, but their actions suck. Like mm-hmm. if it was meant for you. It would just be, exactly. and it would be easy. Mm-hmm. Now it will have trials and tribulations, like everything, but yeah. it wouldn't be like that. Yeah. And I think let's define that too, because I think people get confused with that. It's like easy as in like, it should flow when you're with that person. Yeah. There shouldn't be resistance or you shouldn't have to try to make it work. Mm -hmm. 
Now, once you're together, even as an individual human, you're going to have trust. Oh, yeah. It's part of the human experience. So as a couple, you're going to have that too. But that's why it's so important to be working on yourselves, mm-hmm. personal development, create your goals, yeah. get your love languages fulfilled, and make sure you're masculine and you're feminine to the best of your ability in your relationship. Yeah, literally. And if that person's willing to grow with you, every, like it's like Josh and I, everything's going to be okay. It's going to have mm-hmm. moments where you think it's over and you think it like you can have yeah. like hard, hard moments. But the, the knowing of the love and the um, just genuine connection and purity of that that relationship will help you know that like it's all going to be okay yeah. no matter how intense it gets how dark it gets it's just it's all going to be okay it's like a feeling um, it doesn't create an internal chaos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely it, it's it's and I'm sure people who might be listening just have experienced this already yeah and I hadn't before him either so yeah. yeah, I remember like not knowing what that felt like and getting into it and being like, I, I remember being, I used to think love had to be toxic. Like that's, yeah. that's a belief. I had a core belief that love, if it was love, it was painful. That's right. And, and it's funny because it, I, a lot of it has to do with, again, if you dive into childhood stuff, right? Fairy so tales. Think, yeah, that's right. So it's just like, you think love might be a certain thing and it's not. And uh, and again, you attract what you are too, right? So this is where a lot of people struggle. So they'll like, they'll tell me, oh, I want a great guy or great girl. But then they attract the person who brings out what they actually believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. So if they have a poor belief system, like a poor self-image, yeah. or they think relationships are toxic or whatever, that guy will or girl will confirm that for them. Absolutely. Until they do the work. And if they do the work, then they'll step closer and closer to the right partner who will bring out what they're actually feeling inside mm-hmm. right because yeah. that's a big mistake because a lot of people again i see this as well it's like so, so many people are focused on the physical part yeah right? they like, just want to get in like before doing the work they're like i just want the person i just want them right. now and i i always think about the amount of work i had to do before josh came and he says the same thing basically you know he was single for like years before me because he was like i was just getting to know myself. But I'm like, thank you for doing that work because me too. And that was the reason I think we could come together is we did our work before we found each other mm-hmm. and, and with each other heavily. But yeah. like, I think pe- people are always like, I just want them now. And I'm like, well, do your, do your shit while they're not here. Yeah. Do the growth that you need to do so they can come in. Yeah. So when I hear that too, I hear that a lot too. It's like, okay. So like, I just wish I had someone now and I feel so alone. I'm like, cool. And I understand that it's natural human instinct that you want Absolutely. another and share your life. So I think that's beautiful. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. My issue is that you, you don't like yourself. Yeah. You're you just trying to fill a hole. Yeah. So if you actually take this time, cause that's what the universe is trying to do for you yeah. is make you fall in love with you and yeah. your life. What a concept. If you do that. Guess what's going to happen? Men or women are going to gravitate to you. Literally, you'll be beating them off with a stick because yeah. you, when that changes, that love of self and your life and your passion for your experience here on earth, when that changes, you become magnetic. Mm-hmm. Like someone that, you know, may be perceived as like drabby or slobby or like anything like five years ago could completely change their energy. And people would be like, 
wow, like this person is like the sexiest person I've ever met in my life because they shifted their energy. Didn't didn't even have to be anything in the world. This could be like the ugliest person in the world. And I say that with love, like, you know what I mean? It could be, it could be Schmeagle from Lord of the Rings. Okay. And if he shifted his energy, it could be the sexiest thing in the world because energy leads. Absolutely. And and I agree with that. It's like, again, leads back to what I'm saying too. It's like, so you get these people who are coaching dating coaches and stuff, and they'll tell these guys or girls like, okay, do this, you know, fix your hair like this, dress like this, get in great shape, and you know, and they'll do it, right? And which is great. They look good on the outside, but they haven't done the work on the inside. Yeah. They haven't done the work on the inside. So like their self-love is poor. Their belief system around themselves and relationships are poor. Their belief system around relationships are poor. Uh, their belief systems in whatever they desire in a partner is poor because how many people do you hear like oh man so many girls are terrible oh my god it's constant like i know so many people oh the girls are the worst like all these girls on tinder are the worst i'm like hey why are you on tinder because that's not where you're gonna find wifey i'm sorry she's not there and um yeah, it's just the constant rhetoric of like, oh, guys are the worst. Guys are the worst. Women are terrible. Women are all this. Women are all that. And I'm like, then you're all that. Very good. Like, I'm sorry, but then you're all that. Because again, they don't understand the concept of the outside world's reflection of you. Yeah. yeah so literally. it's like, okay, so that's all you see. And that's what's coming into your reality. So that must mean a couple of things. One, you believe that about you and two you be- that's your belief in women or men or relationships mm-hmm. and you will only see what you believe so it's like uh one of my i think josh sent it to me today it was like a little instagram video um about a guy explaining that this billionaire had these amazing kids and the guy was like why are your kids so amazing and he said well every single night you know while they were growing up i'd ask them four questions and basically I don't know the questions verbatim, but like, it was like, what did you do? That was kind today was one of them. And then one of them was like, what did you see in the world? That was kind today. And there was a couple other ones. And what he said was it trained them to see kindness in the world and to be kindness in the world. And so because of that, they grew up, you know, seeing and being that light. And it's, the same thing for your own energy. If you are seeing only shitty women and shitty men, well, then it's not to say you're a shitty woman or shitty man, but it's to say that perception is what you are programmed to see. And so you have to rewire that programming to see. It's like when we use gratitude, right? It helps you rewire to see that things are beautiful and you're not so focused on the negative polarity of life. It helps you fall in love with life again. Yeah. So and the minute you, you do that, yeah. So it's like people, again, you, people get offended by certain things. Like you're saying, oh, I'm a shitty person. And, and I'm not, we're not saying that at all. Okay. No, no. So what we're saying is there are certain things you need to work on with you, whether it's your view of yourself yeah. or your internal view of men or women or relationships. Okay. Or be, anything else, right? Anything you're seeing that is of the negative. Something needs to yes, be reworked. Yeah. This goes into any other. Uh, yeah. For me, it's like politics and um, Canada right now. <laughs> really yeah. hard to rewire myself on that one. But, yeah. you know, I have to understand that my perception of how intense it was, you know, in the past, it's really calmed down. But over the past, you know, two years was a perception of my own expectancy of chaos and of badness, you know, and I had to work through that. And now I'm seeing less of it. Yeah. And exactly. But again, we become aware. 
So I got caught up in that too, right? It's very oh like, yeah. It's just it's hard not to, right? And it's just like okay, but we're say people like okay, why am I thinking like this? Why yeah. am I this? Let's shift the perception of it mm-hmm. because your programming is what's creating a lens that you view life through. Mm-hmm. So if you think uh, you know money's hard to get and it's the root of all evil, it's not going to come to you. If you think men are terrible or women are terrible and relationships don't work, guess what? You're not going to have very good luck with men or women or relationships. That's just the way it works. It's just, let's literally, that is the law of attraction. It's the law of vibration. You're vibrating at the frequency of this. Well, you're going to get this. Mm. So by definition, I'm not saying it's easy for anyone listening. You must raise your frequency at least a tick, right? And that tick will help you see a different reality. And then the next tick will help you see a different reality. And then you might fall down and yeah. then you might raise yourself up again, right? Mm-hmm. But shifting your perception or consciousness or whatever you want to call it is shifting the vibration and will, has to, let me say, has to by law shift what you see in the world because you've shifted your vibration. Agreed. And it's like, this is so important for people to understand. Um, and it's a way to take control of your life, right? And this is where people get scared too, because a lot of people like to not take control because they don't take ownership of their stuff, right? It's the government's fault. It's, uh, you know, oh, it's not meant for me. God didn't want me to have this. I'm like, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? It's like, no, he's given you the capability to create whatever you want, which is your mind. Yeah. Right. And the universe responds to us. So why wouldn't he give it to you? No, you're just not willing to do the work. Unfortunately, that's just the reality. And and that's like a heavy Saturn lesson of mm. like Saturn kicks our asses in these moments, even like a Plutonian lesson of like, you're your own problem. And how many times I've had to come to terms with that in my life and let alone in the last six months of me sobbing, you know, in bed being like, I'm the fucking problem. I'm my problem. Nobody, it's not Justin Trudeau. It's not Canada. It's not inflation. It's like those things are heavy. Yeah. But I'm my fucking problem. My bad habits are my problem. It's nobody else. Yeah. And I think if people took it from that perspective and be like, okay, I have the capability to create whatever I want. I'm responsible for everything. And we're all co creating together, but I have to do my part to co create something good. Mm-hmm. So if you do that and you take responsibility and you work on the most important relationship, which is the one with yourself and God, if you do that, okay, I'm telling you every other thing will benefit Yeah. your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your physical health, and your relationships with yeah. significant others, your family, your friends, money, all those things will improve. Yeah. It's just like taking true ownership radically changes everything in your life. Mm-hmm. it's the game changer it's a game changer oh my god this is so good okay we have had a jam-packed full conversation here so in this what would you leave everyone with today to really ruminate with a question a prompt maybe something they can journal on one thing that they can truly sit down and be like this Yeah, I I think just what we just left off on is like really take some time to evaluate your life and take responsibility for it, okay? Don't put yourself down if you're not where you want to be or whatever. It's not about that. It's like just evaluate. Be like, how am I with myself? How am I in my physical body? 
how am I in my relationships with my parents or my friends or my whatever significant other or my kids or whatever you, who you have around? How am I with money? How am I in my career? How am I, you know, whatever? How is my lifestyle? Do I like this? And then evaluate. And if it's good, keep it going. You know, applaud yourself, like congratulate yourself, celebrate that. See the good, see the gratitude and all that. And if it's not, be grateful for it because now it's more clear what you do want. Yeah. And if you sit with that and take responsibility for it, not to put yourself down, but take responsibility. Like, hey, now what is it that I have to do? And at least go down that rabbit hole and uh, and go from there. And this could be the starter, start of the day where you're like, hey, my whole life will change just from here on. Literally, that made me think of when I worked at Lululemon years ago, one of my managers, she was like real, she was a really brilliant natural coach. And she made me question, she called them buckets. And she would always be like, hey, I want you to check your buckets. Like, uh, which buckets are full, which buckets are empty, which buckets are overfilling, like check in with all those things you just mentioned, like each thing is a bucket, like, you know, kids, relationships, um, health, each is a bucket. And you look at your buckets and like, what one needs help, right? If your health bucket is empty, well, you're really going to have to fill that up right now. If your exercise bucket is empty, like, oh, I think you're going to have to tap into that. Um, Or you might look at your relationship bucket and be like, that one's good. Like I'm feeling really good about that one. So I love that idea of check, just checking in with all these areas of your life. And maybe, maybe just pick one where you're like, okay, I'm going to start here. And remembering it, it it was always about, like you said, that relationship to self and how it will ripple through. So when you're looking at the relationship alley, it's like, well, that relationship, you have to work on you to do those relationships is not necessarily about those other people. hundred percent. Cause it always starts with you, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if we do, and I agree with you, I like that maybe focus on one at a time. Cause I know people might get really overwhelmed when you, you know, you might have, if you're listening to this or watching this, right. It's you're like, holy shit, this guy just said six different things and I got to shut this off because now I'm having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Like, so let's just pick one. Yeah, pick one area. Yeah, each day, just pick one and just evaluate. Have fun. Yeah. And this can be really fun. It can be. Like right now I'm in my money bucket and I'm so deeply healing it. And it was really scary at first, yeah. really intense. There's a lot of tears. There's still a lot of tears. <laughs> uh, but the liberation that's coming from me working through this right now is the coolest thing in the world. That's and I would amazing. say that's the one I'm working on, right? Like there's other things, but this is the one I know is the root of so much disharmony in my life. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And, I, and I've talked about it before. It's like my relationship with money used to be poor yeah I've done a lot of work on it why where did it come from well uh poverty at least two generations back lived in poverty you know my parents mindset even though they did a good job but still and then uh, I'm raised Catholic so they were like oh well you know you remember your subconscious mind is wide open from birth to seven years old so it's kind of like okay um you know they're teaching me your number one job on this planet is to be good person go to heaven cool got that down pat then it's kind of like uh it's easier to find a needle in a haystack than a rich man go to heaven well okay now you're telling me my number one job is to go to heaven to be the so be a good person so i can go but it's harder to get there if you have money essentially so now my programming is money's bad yeah but i've had to beat that program down like a ufc fight for years (laughs) and it's like i'm pretty good now but it's like it's like still there right it'll still still always have to that's right. So you have to consciously be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. if you're not, it will creep up and the old stuff will come up again. Yeah. Yeah. 
I uh, fully agree with that. I saw a little chat with, I think it was that guy, Lewis Howes or whatever his name is. Uh, no, Gary V. I don't know. I think it was Gary V. that guy. And he was talking to one of his clients who's multimillionaire. And he like the guy broke down about being like, you know, I make millions and millions of dollars. And at the end of the day, I go home and I'm, I'm that poor kid that didn't have money growing up. I'm, I'm, I'm still him. And, um, that I think it was Gary V was like, yeah, like it's that guy's always going to live there. He's always going to be like an echo of you. And, and it's how you, you know, choose to rise continuously rise above it or for you like ufc fight that motherfucker down and say like you're not winning this battle um yeah that's really liberating Mm -hmm. so like again this this is why this conversation is so important for whoever's listening or watching this to be like okay what do i have to evaluate now and dive into it and make it fun guys if you're doing it with a partner or your friends make it a friends thing make it like let's talk about people you trust obviously and make it a fun endeavor. Don't make this work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So leaving off, where can everyone find you? How they how can they connect and work with you? Okay. So you can reach me at on Instagram, Mr. Walter Falasia, or even Facebook, Walter Falasia. Uh, or you can even email me at walterfalasia at gmail.com. And I will pop that in the show notes for everybody. um, So you guys can spell his last name properly and (laughs) find him, follow him. Walter's amazing. Every time we do one of these, like I said, these episodes are so well received and I get countless messages off of our our podcast. So I'm excited to see what you guys discover and find and like, yo, show these to your husbands and your partners. And, you know, if you're one of my rare male clients listening, take this please and show it to the world (laughs) and just share it. (laughs) It's needed. It is. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your knowledge and your wisdom, and just like always showing up for us here. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right, guys, I will drop everything you need to know in the show notes and, you know, message, comment, share. We are so excited to hear what you guys discover. 